well as we gather this morning, it's a good time to be able to focus on the role and the power of the Holy Spirit. Today is Pentecost Sunday, and that's an important day in the life of the church, an important day for us to remember the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that really is what we're talking about today, because Pentecost Sunday is that time after the resurrection that Jesus is being able to spend with the disciples, for those who have been around him, his followers, and then he's taken up into heaven, and then the Pentecost, the fire falls, and that's what we're talking about today, a new fire that is burning, a new fire of what God wants to do in our life. This has been a trying time. There's been a lot of things going on around us. We begin to look around and say, Lord, how do you want to use these things that have occurred? How do you want to use this to shape the church, to shape what we do in reaching our communities with the good news of Jesus? And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about a new fire that's burning inside the life of the church, a new fire that's burning inside of believers and able to look at God's word and see what it says. If you have your Bible with you today, I encourage you to turn to Acts. We'll be looking at parts of chapter 1 and parts of chapter 2. In this study, we'll be able to recognize what the Word says to us as it talks about Pentecost Sunday and the, the coming of the Holy Spirit, this new fire that came to the disciples, the followers of Christ in these early days of the church. In this passage, whether you have it in uh, the Word in front of you, whether you're looking at a phone or an iPad, with you're gathered with your family, Maybe you're looking at the notes on the app that you're looking at this morning or on your computer that's right there before you. Wherever you might be today, being able to look at this passage of Scripture and say what it speaks and what it says into our lives as we begin to think about this new fire that's burning in the life of the church. Pentecost means 50. A very simple word. It was also a word from the Old Testament, not just a New Testament word. It's an Old Testament understanding that comes from the festival of weeks or the festival of harvest or a, the feast of harvest. It was after Pentecost. It was, it, it was a time after the resurrection of Jesus in the New Testament that we look at. In the Old Testament, it came after Passover. It was that time after the Passover when the Israelites were able to proclaim the goodness of God because he brought a, the fresh new harvest. And it really is that focus in the New Testament, the freshness of the Spirit of God that falls upon the early church that continues to fill us as believers as we find ways to share the gospel. Today, as we talk about Pentecost and we talk about what this means, we look at this passage of Scripture and we begin to think, then what does it teach us in the New Testament about who we are as the church, about who we are as followers of Christ? I'm not going to read all of chapter 1 and chapter 2. I hope that you would do that. I hope that you would take time just to read through the important role of Pentecost and what it means to us as this new fire is burning in our lives even today. As we begin to look at some of the understanding of what the Bible is teaching us, there are things I want to share with us today that would allow us to recognize the teaching of Jesus inside that. What, what are we being taught from this first and second chapter about how we are looking at this new fire that's burning? The first thing I want us to look at this day is the understanding that in this, we are learning that we are waiting for the Holy Spirit. We're waiting for what God is going to do. It's, it's hard sometimes for us to wait. We've been in a, in a time period of waiting to see what was going to happen, a, a staying home order that says we have to wait before we can go out. And we're still in that mode. We're still in a, in a waiting process. 
In Acts chapter 1, verse 4, we hear Jesus saying to the disciples, Now, the resurrection has occurred. It's been 40 days that Jesus has been walking with the followers, his followers, teaching them more, telling them things, getting them prepared for the fact that he is going to go away. And in the fourth chapter of the, or the fourth verse of the first chapter, he says, gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father, for what the Father has promised. So in that passage, we hear that word wait, and we recognize that Jesus says to his followers, wait for what the Father has promised, wait for what he is going to do. And I believe it's important for us to recognize that patience leads us to the powerful power of the presence, of his presence, as we are being patient and waiting upon the Lord, being patient and waiting to see what new thing he is going to do in our lives. It is hard for us to be patient. It is hard for us to wait. I'm sure it was hard for those followers of Jesus. They didn't understand all that was going to occur, but simply when he tells them that they should wait upon what the Father has promised. Now, he already told them what the Father had promised, right? He had already told them that the Father had promised the Holy Spirit that was going to come in a new way. The Holy Spirit wasn't new to them, but the idea that the Holy Spirit would come upon them personally and be in their lives was new. And so this new fire that was going to fall upon their lives was a new understanding of, of the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And Jesus says to wait for that. Man, it's hard to wait for something that's going to be new. It's hard to wait for something that's going to be fresh and exciting that we don't even know about. We're, we're getting ready to go somewhere on a vacation, and we have to wait for that time. It's hard to wait. It's, it's hard for us to wait for a, a holiday, a, a Christmas time. That waiting upon the Lord becomes so important in this passage. It's important in our lives. He goes on to tell them then, as they are waiting on the Holy Spirit, what the Father has promised to them. You've heard from me, he says, that John has baptized with water, but the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit is going to come, and it's going to immerse you with the power of the living Lord, the resurrected Lord. Now, I said earlier that it's been 40 days that Jesus has been with them. And here we also find as we walk through this passage, you might recall that when Jesus makes that proclamation, as we go further into this passage, we recognize that Jesus then there at the Mount of Olives, he is taken up into the sky. He is taken away from the followers who have been following him. So they have gone 40 days with him. Now he is taken from them. And then the ones who are gathered there watching this, it says that the angels came. So the ascension happens, starting in verse 9. We call that the ascension of Jesus. He, after he said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, while they were watching. And a cloud, it says, received him from their sight. And they were gazing into the sky. They were looking to see what had happened according to God's word. Two men in white clothing stood beside them. And they said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up will come in the same way as you have watched him leave. This next word I want us to look at today is the word watch. Because watch has an understanding of readiness. It is being ready for what God wants to do. We wait upon the power of God. We wait upon the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we wait patiently for that powerful presence. But God's word tells us that not only are we 
waiting, but we're watching. We're ready for what's going to happen. We're ready for the new opportunities that come before us. And as a church, that's our prayer. As individuals, that's their prayer. How do we get ready for what God wants to continue doing in our midst? Everything that's happened over these weeks has not taken God by surprise. We fully believe that God is in all-knowing and that he understands these things far beyond our capacity to do that. But I believe for us it's a call of readiness. It's a call to prepare our church and our lives and, and all the things about us to what is next what is coming, and how are we going to watch what God is doing? How are we going to be ready in that watch? Just like these men standing where, presumed were angels, standing with these disciples saying, why are you gazing into heaven? Because the same one who you watch go away is going to come again. The one who is going to come a, a second time and make an incredible difference. So it gets ready for us, but yet in the meantime, they're watching for the Holy Spirit because now they're going back to Jerusalem. They're going to what we call is the upper room, which takes us to the second chapter of Acts in the first few verses. So here now the followers of Christ were gathered in this place. They were gathered together and they were praying, it tells us. So if you have your Bible, you might want to move over to chapter 2, verse 1 and following. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all gathered together in one place. So now we are 50 days from Passover. We're 50 days from the resurrection of Jesus, basically. And here they were in the upper room during this feast. That's why Jerusalem was crowded. That's why there were people from all over the known world. They were come to Jerusalem to celebrate. They were come to this gathering. It wasn't just by happenstance, but it was the very timing of God who had brought about this watchfulness, this readiness, and it, it is about that for us. It's about the understanding that God knows our needs. He knows where we are. He knows the timing. We struggle with that. Yet the timing of the Lord is always perfect for those who are his followers. The Bible teaches that in so many ways. It doesn't mean life is perfect. It doesn't mean things are going to go perfect for us. It just means that the timing of the Lord he knows what's going on. And here, as they have been watching and they have been waiting in these first verses of chapter 2, now they begin to welcome the Holy Spirit. It tells us that. Pentecost has come and suddenly there came from heaven the noise like a, a violent rushing wind has come into this place. And that not only that, it filled the whole place where they were sitting. And there appeared... To them, tongues as of fire sitting on their shoulders. And they were, they were ready. They had been watching. They had been waiting. And now they were welcoming in the Spirit of God, the presence of God. What that welcome is going to mean for us. What it means for us is when they were waiting and they were watching, and now they have open hands to receive. And that's what welcome really means. It means for us that we are ready to receive what God is saying to us, ready to receive this new fire that he's putting into our lives, this new fire that has changed everything around us, them in this New Testament, but us today. The changes that come that sometimes we struggle against, sometimes we fight against, but yet in the New Testament, they were welcoming the power of the Holy Spirit. Might I suggest to us that we get in that posture of, open hands and open heart, 
welcoming what the Spirit of God might want to do new and fresh in your life, in your family, in all that you are in your walk with Christ. A welcome of the freshness of the Spirit of God in us. A welcome of the freshness of what God wants to do in your life as He has brought forgiveness into your life. Has brought His love into your life in a fresh new way. Because when they walk through the, the waiting part and the watching part, and now they welcome the Holy Spirit, it was leading them somewhere, as it does for us. What does it lead them to? Well, in this narrative, those who were gathered in Jerusalem heard all the commotion that was going on. It wasn't private. It became very public. Matter of fact, the sound of the rushing wind, the, the flames of Fire, what did all that mean to the people who were hearing and seeing? Well, it tells us in the word that those who were gathered were hearing the message of the gospel in their own languages. They had gathered together, but there was so much excitement that the Holy Spirit came and the message began to be broadcast. And so now this waiting and watching and welcoming the Spirit had turned into these followers of Christ who were now witnessing to those around them, witnessing to those who were gathered. Matter of fact, if you go back to chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus has said to the disciples, as you are gathered together, in verse 8, as you are gathered together, you're going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, which they have now done in chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. And when you have received this power, you will be my witnesses. And that's what this new fire is about. That's what this new work is that we are now becoming and are the witnesses of what Christ has done in our lives. That we might be able to share with those around us. And that's what we find in this passage. In chapter 1, verse 14, chapter 2, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 14 Peter begins to witness to all those. He is saying to everyone within his voice, matter of fact, over 3,000 become followers of Christ that day because Peter stands and says, folks, what you're hearing is not a bunch of drunken people, but what you're hearing is the witness of Jesus. And he preaches to them Jesus, the very fact that he died on the cross for our sins that he was willing to sacrifice his life so that we might have eternal life. Peter begins to be that witness. He begins to tell them about the fact that when Jesus was cruelly punished and died on the cross for the purpose of raising from the dead so that he would conquer sin and death for not only them, but more importantly today for you and for me. That's what he's talking about that we get to become that kind of witness, that we get to be able to proclaim who Jesus is and the understanding of the power of Christ changing, transforming our lives so that as we have waited upon the Lord, as we have watched for him in readiness, as we have welcomed him with open hands and open heart, we now move into an opportunity to be his witness. Today, maybe that's what you need to hear. On this Pentecost Sunday, maybe you need to be encouraged that you can have this new fire in you, a new fire that says, I'm going to be a new witness for what Christ is doing. Or maybe today, 
It's an opportunity for you to say, I need to know this Christ. I desire to follow him. I am surrendering my heart, my hands to what he wants to do as I welcome Jesus. And as we do today, as we welcome this new fire into our lives, that we might be his witnesses. Let's pray together. Eternal God and Heavenly Father, we do pray today that you would indeed use us with a new fire, that you would indeed allow us to see your great love in the fact that Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead, and that we are his witnesses today. Help us to be that kind of witness with a new fire burning in us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.